The crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yagara and Turbal peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Crash, 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 crash. <laughs> Fifth episode of the Crash Creative Podcast. It could be anything. Anything, 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 <laughs> and everything, but also nothing at all. <laughs> you know what I really like right. is that our our slogan is the podcast that no one asked for. Yeah, I think it really nice. It's really nice. I think it's a good. Slogan. Yeah. I actually think it's a terrible slogan, but I, I <laughs> feel like we can have that conversation. Is that because I wrote it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not talk about that in the podcast, guys. Keep it civil. Yeah, yeah. Um, we wouldn't want to break that fourth wall. Yeah. No, no. no. It's a very a professional, serious podcast. Yeah. Audiences, Seriously serious. Audiences are not ready for non-serious podcasts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what's our very serious structure for today, <laughs> so, Yeah. I was actually just going to seriously... Ask you how are you? Like oh. how are you going? In a, in a very serious way, like, one out of ten, and then like what? Ex- what was? What did you do? She just you just told me one out of ten. What, what, I'm a one out of ten. Thank you. And, and it, I'm a one out of ten, and it's great to be here. Thank you, Zane. Good to hear. No, I was genuinely going to ask how are you out of, on a scale from one to ten. Okay. And what did you do today, or what are you looking forward to? That excite is exciting. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a solid eight. Feeling really good today. Had had a great start to the day. Um, one thing I did really good today is I have started going to the gym with my little brother, and I'm absolutely loving that. Like working out with working out with someone, but also just like adding some quality time with my younger brother throughout my week has just been a great way to start. And then I had auditions for a show today that's coming up. That's really really exciting. And then now we're here, and I'm super keen to be back on the podcast train, as they say, that no one says. Yeah, no one ever says that. Tarek, that's like a really smooth transition. Thank you. Um, yeah, I had a good day. Did some work from home. Sorted out my files was probably like a big thing for me. I like cleared a whole SD card, so now I have oh, nice. a whole sixty-four gigs up my sleeve, which is very exciting to some, me. For some reason, I picked you with filing cabinets. <laughs> me too. I <laughs> sorted out my files. I do have filing cabinets, and oh. I do have files that I also sorted out. You which did. Is, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit like. Really? Half, half with the old school, new school thing. Like, yeah, I, yeah, as we were talking about before, I use like the cloud and stuff for documents, but I also just have a filing cabinet like in my office that just has all of these different like government documents and things filed. <laughs> just in random government folders. documents. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you steal yeah, government documents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just show up at my door every Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's I file them. Aliens and I'm the guy that redacts yeah, all yeah, of yeah. the information. You've got all the secrets. Yeah. And you won't tell us. Yeah. No, no, I can't. No, we're saving that for episode 10. Not, I'm not allowed. Wait, I'm just, not. just a heads up. We've made so many expectations about episode 10 already. Episode 10 yeah. is going to be the craziest episode ever. <laughs> Get going, ready. Going camping. Revealing all the government's secrets. secrets. On site. 
and, and a live performance installation. <laughs> yeah, let's add that. <laughs> Zane's mixing a song live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zane's doing That'd a painting cool. live. And Tarek's filing <laughs> live. live. <laughs> I, I think we should actually execute the, yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, the live filing extravaganza. We've got five weeks We're going to book a venue. Dude, yeah, seriously, familiar, honestly, yeah. we've done a happening in five weeks. Yeah, we exactly. could do this in five weeks. I think it was four, wasn't it? Well, there you go. Surely We've got a whole week up our sleeves. We'll take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. How are you out of 10? Uh, I reckon oh, probably an 8. Nice. Yeah. You're so an I'm pretty eight happy too. with yeah, today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Two eights. Wow. Well, Pressure's I can't on. Help Pressure is on. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, just going to conform social, like that? Yeah. Social conformity, you know. That's what this podcast is really about. I think like one of the themes is conformity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had work today. I, I, for the first time in a long time, woke up with my alarm and just was ready to go and got up and, you know, didn't snooze or anything, which is something I'm a chronic snoozer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm a chronic snoozer. That's great. Well, no longer because now <laughs> from now on, I'm going to wake up. As soon as my first alarm goes off. So it was a 5.30 alarm and I was ready to go. Rode my bicycle to work. Had a great day at work. My hands are sore, but that's okay. Because you know what they say about people with sore hands? Sore Big legs. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All together. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to jump into our topic of today. or It's sort of a bit more broad today. We don't have a stimulus video or reference point but i've been asking around to the people that do listen to the podcast what they would like to hear about and the topic or the theme that kept coming out was about process so as an overview we'll be looking at uh, what processes we all individually have in certain mediums or different uh, genres of art for lack of a better word uh, how we experiment with other mediums and processes, some influences or inspirations, uh, and then we'll, I guess we'll just see where the conversation takes us from there. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. So I would like to start with a question. What, if you could, in one sentence, or try to be as... as Concise as possible. possible. Would you say process is to you? Oh, and while we think about this, I would like to ask you, the audience, how are you today? Take a moment, take a breath, checking in one out of... Uh, <laughs> out of You're five. a one out of ten. <laughs> no. You are, <laughs> from one to ten, just have a think about it, you know. If you want to leave a comment please do and think about something that you are grateful for today or something that excites you. We'd love to hear. Process is the pathway that you walk in order to reach a creative outcome. Drops mic. Bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, bang. <laughs> Um, I think protest. 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 I'm very protest at the moment. <laughs> I love that. Um, process is how 
I, yeah, you look at a problem and you creatively come up with a solution. So the, the steps you take to get to that solution for me. I would say it's the inner workings or the, the input for a desired outcome or project. That's just me. Mm. Well, I think I, what's really interesting is that we've all come up with sort of, mm. I guess these are overlapping definitions, but I think it is so individual. And I think that is like mm. at the core of what, when we're talking about process in terms of like creativity and yeah. working towards creative outcomes is it is something that is so individual and it, it is so influenced by inspiration, mm. right? Is it's, it's you trying things out and learning, discovering your process. And I think that's what's so exciting about it is, is that the more that you experiment and explore your own creative practice, you start to develop a process that works with you. But that process isn't something that you can just sort of like cut out and paste into someone else's world. It's something that is uniquely yours and you figure out what works best for you. And I think you're like forever expanding on what works for you as well, figuring out different ways that that can, can help what your process is or yet, like you said, drawing inspiration from, you know, there's a lot of advice out there on certain ways to do things, you know, but obviously taking what, yeah, little, little odds and trinkets from each bit of advice Mm. and compiling your own sort of guidelines. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it changes across mediums too, Mm. you know, like I think if we, if we look at say, like the process of developing a theater show or like a, a, a project like what pathos was, you know, this yeah. it's a theater show that is, that is developed out of a collaborative process. So like having deep conversation, you know, sometimes like multi hour long conversations <laughs> yeah. with other young people. And then me going away, like waking up early the next morning and writing for three hours and just trying to like consolidate them into some kind of script and monologue and conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then turning that into a show through a series of months, mm-hmm. but then say the process for, for doing a painting, mm-hmm. you know, for, I can only speak for myself, right. Is very different for me. It's something of like, I usually it's like, I come home after a day of work where I've got some time off on the weekend and it's my relaxation time. So I'm not necessarily employing like a clear process or working towards like a defined outcome is it's more of the experience of tangibly putting paint on a canvas or in my case all the time it's like an old sheet that that I throw on the ground and I'm throwing paint around and you know and and so that becomes a part of my process Mm. cool can I actually like dwell on that a little bit and ask deeper well something I really like that stood out for me like for pathos is and I know you've been doing auditions recently as well so it might be fresh on your mind but you know how how did we actually um what was the audition process like and how did we change what was normal or what did we do to to better suit us Mm. yeah well i think this is it reflecting back on the process i think one of the core things that made pathos what it was in both iterations so the original iteration that was developed over in the us and then the the rendition that we developed here in in brisbane was the audition process and it was something that I mean, for those who aren't aware or haven't done an audition before, the standard is is that you get sent usually some kind of sides or, or script or you're asked to bring in a monologue of your own choosing and you present it to to the director and sometimes producers and writers who are in the room and they sit behind a table 
and it's very formal and it's nerve wracking and you know and and it, honestly it is like it is such an anxiety inducing experience mm-hmm. and it feels like you know you're you are being validated on your worth as a human being like it, <laughs> it is a lot like it is and I personally really struggle with that situation and a lot of time I do a lot of work preparing for it and then I show up in the audition and it all goes away because I I, I can't stop myself shaking and I get you know overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, but what I want to do is create a create a space for an audition experience that was unique and different and gave people an opportunity who maybe hadn't acted before or hadn't had a lot of experience to come in and also offer something Mm -hmm. and then see different ways of working with those individuals. Um, But also testing how people connected um, because this show was so much about connection. Um, Mm -hmm. So the process was, is I asked people to come in and share a story, uh, an impactful story from a moment in their life. And honestly, like I can, I can say that the experience of auditioning with that method is one of the most profound, like eye opening, heart opening experiences I've ever been through. Like, I think I was telling you guys about the original auditions that I did Mm -hmm. in the U S and it was, it was a four hour process. Um, and I think I auditioned like 25 people and and in Brisbane, in comparison, I think we had sort of like eight or nine, yeah, it was something. Maybe it was ten. Yeah, so it was a, it was a little yeah. bit smaller, but um, yeah, over in the US, there was there was a lot of people, and I remember I and people were opening up to me, like people that I'd never met before or I'd sort of met in passing were coming in and telling me something so deeply intimate about themselves, and it was just this beautiful like connection of being there and listening, and I, I didn't sit behind a table, I sat there with them, mm. um, and we just connected, and I felt like it then allowed a natural chemistry to develop between us in terms of our understanding of like one another and, and mm-hmm. getting an idea of like where their comfort zone is and when, where, what they want to explore and experience through, you know, a creative process. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of how we made the decisions on casting then. And then obviously when that show didn't go ahead, I knew that if we were going to do pathos again, I wanted to audition in that same way. And I think, you know, we look back to, to that process and in the same way, it's like, it was so beautiful to like have people come in and share a part of themselves and be vulnerable. And, and, and then I think it set the space for then callbacks when everyone got to come together. It's like, we all just connected, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it was such a safe and like open environment for us to explore. And that built the framework and the groundwork for us to then delve deep and explore tough topics and have tough conversations and sort of like wrestle with with our own egos and ideas in a way that was safe and constructive and and space we felt comfortable being vulnerable so i think i think if we're talking about process i think the foundations of you know how you audition a project like this or how you go about like developing an idea and the framework that you set for collaborating Mm -hmm. on you know on collaborative projects is so so important yeah you know and something that we you know very consciously worked on Mm -hmm. from the very beginning like it was like from the very beginning it was like we're not just making a show like we are trying to build a family like we're trying to build a space where people feel comfortable when people feel like they Mm -hmm. you know can express themselves and be open and you know, and, and I think in the end, like, that's what made that project so fulfilling, you know, even if it was just yeah. for us, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And do you think it impacted how the show turned out? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's like that show could only happen because of that. But that show could also only happen because of the people that were in it, you know, is because it was people that through that process, like, you could see 
in through that audition process the people that were willing to open up and go there and and and, and explore and, and connect with one another on that deeper level and you know like building that foundation meant that we trusted each other and then when when shit hit the fan <laughs> which which it did oh, yeah. multiple yeah. times oh. you know like like to the <laughs> absolute nth degree yeah. <laughs> yeah it was that fan yeah, was yeah. spinning <laughs> yeah. and shit Pisky. kept flying yeah. you know yeah, yeah. like um and, but but it was a you know like the night of uh, the morning of opening right we're, we're talking like th- it's three in the morning we open at 7 p.m yeah. right that night and we're all there and we have a show that runs for three and a half half hours oh. and it does not make any sense. It is just, it <laughs> yeah. is like, like a pile of like shit basically. <laughs> and, and I literally grabbed Zane cause all the I actors and stuff were, yeah, yeah. And everyone's sort of dancing and kind of like processing yeah, what yeah, just we, happened. We, 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 we have well, something. We didn't know what the timestamp was. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man, I was there. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I was like, oh, like it's all over. Everything's over, and I and everyone sort of up, and I grab Zane, and I'm like, do you trust me? I literally like grab Zane. I was like, do you trust me? <laughs> Meanwhile, like strobe lights. Yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy disco music yeah. going on. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I trust you. I'm like, and I go, what? What are we doing? And I was like, I was like, I, I literally, I was, I was like, okay, it's not good, yeah. but we're not going to sleep tonight and and I think I know how to fix this mm-hmm. but I need you to be okay that we're not going to sleep much tonight and it's going to be down to the wire but we can pull this off and I think I know how to do it yeah and then you were like okay yes let's do it right which is fucking testament to you and testament to like the relationship that we're able to build mm-hmm. as like director and, and production manager producer yeah, yeah. And then to then sit down with the entire group, which was also very emotional. There was yeah, a lot yeah. of emotions after doing that first run. Um, and and to be like, okay, everyone, this is like, this is what's going to happen. It's like actors, I want you to go home now. Like, I want you to go and get some sleep. Um, and be back here at 11 a.m. tomorrow. And that's, that's opening. And I said, and then I was literally like, I need everyone to trust me. I need you to trust the production team. We're going to go over and we're going to work tonight and we're going to be in here first thing tomorrow morning and we're going to find a solution so that when you arrive at 11am, we have a solution to fix this, to cut off like an hour and a half of this show um, and to find a way for it to actually have some level of coherence and some structure moving forward mm. so that it's presentable to an audience. Mm. And, and everyone was like, okay, yeah, all right. Everyone yeah. went home. The, th- the three of us came back here. Like, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we put the bins out at, like, 4.30 in the morning, making so much noise. Like, stay tuned for the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, coming eventually. Yeah. 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 Um, We're not making any promises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we, we came in the next morning at 7 a.m., and you and I sat there and, mm-hmm. and literally re-teched the entire show. Where, like, we re-teched yeah, the entire right. show, the lighting and the sound of the show is done with with it out it's not dark like we did not know what the lighting Ooh, states daylight. look like until oh, the, the show opened oh we did a dress run again but we couldn't well, see we, the light still because it was yeah. it wasn't dark <laughs> yet true. that is true yeah like like we had no idea we oh. totally win the lights yeah. we're just <laughs> well, purely off great. us like yeah we yeah but but like yeah. i i think that 
that is what process that process was yeah. about is about building a team that was willing to go there was willing to stay up and put that work in and then the day of me being like we're changing the whole end sequence we're shifting this around i'm gonna we're re-blocking this mm. you know but to have a creative team that was so there and so willing and was so invested like mm. those foundations like were so essential for us to get there yeah well i was thinking it was you know initially when you started to talk about that i was thinking maybe is does process complement the product? But then I thought, actually, no, it, it just informs it, doesn't it? Like, or, it, or builds it, right? And I, the, the next interesting thing I'd like to know, or like perspective from you two, is, is there a way to make the process more evident in, in the final sort of product? Is, are there techniques or is there, is there a way of being able to showcase process? I don't know. I think for me, it would almost be a separate showcasing. I think if you've created a really clean process and you've made the right um, relationships with everyone involved in the project as well, I think the project, in my mind, would sing on its own. Mm -hmm. And then the follow you could do a follow-up piece that has all of the process as its own journey and as its own finished product. Mm. But that's just how my mind would tackle it. I'm sure there'd be ways to weave process into storyline as well. Um, I just feel like a, a really a really well-processed out project is a clean finish and something that is a little bit smoke and mirrors for me. Mm. You know, like you yeah. don't completely see behind the curtain if that's not the intention. Mm. I think I think it depends on what the project is. Yeah, what medium that you're using, but also like what you're trying to get out of it. And I think like if I think after looking back at, at what Pathos was, you know, mm-hmm. Pathos was more about the process and it was about the final product. Um, but I also think there was so much learning in that. And I think in a lot of ways, this uh, I think a lot of especially in the creative industries, there's so much obsession with the end product, like what the what the end product you put out is. Like that's what's marketed. That's what makes makes profit unless you're in the theater industry um, <laughs> and you know and, and like that's that's the thing that every you know all everyone praises or critiques or challenges you know but i but i think mm. that is actually really i think the wrong way to look at it yes i think a more sustainable and a healthier way to look at it is we are going through a creative process to achieve an end goal. Yes, we want that product to be good, but especially at this stage in our lives, in our careers, like we're all emerging young artists. What's most important is that we're engaging in a creative process. And inevitably, if we are challenging ourselves and we're taking risks and we're trying to push boundaries and do something unique and new and explore our own creativity, both individually and shared, then the process is going to be what's most important. And the product is inevitably a reflection of that process, right? So yes, if the product is is clean and swift, it's probably been a clean and swift process. But I bet you if you come and see any of the work that I create or anything that I do or a lot of the stuff we're doing at Crash Site, like what we're really focused on is like pushing boundaries and challenging form and content. Mm-hmm. And I think necessarily the product is not going to be this clean, professional, tidy you know, little box of what, you know, what it is, you know, yeah. look at this podcast, for example, yeah. you know, like it, it's pretty messy. It's, mm. you know, it's, it's very professional, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> That's what I was you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but but I think that's what what's so exciting about it f- for us as as a medium for us to explore mm-hmm. is part of this is actually us learning how to produce content like this. Like, like we've very deliberately gone into this creative process of putting this podcast out there for us to explore podcasting as a medium mm-hmm. for producing more content to go on social media, to build a brand. And it's not necessarily about this being a perfect, you know, pretty little boxed up, you know, Spotify sponsored project. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually about us discovering and uncovering and finding new ways to also connect with one another and connect with a broader audience. And I think that's also a bit of a shift within creative industries in general at the moment is the process is the product. You know, like we talk about how we're going to accomplish edutainment style content Mm. and stuff like that. And the podcast is a really perfect example of that, whether we're talking about process as individual creatives or putting together a business or even just putting together a podcast it's also information that people can use for themselves if they want to build something so realistically these days it's less about having a perfect little piece with a bow on the top of it at the end you know like people want to know what the nitty-gritty is they want to know how it's achieved and whether it's accessible to them Mm. yeah I might chime in and query is like process for the artists and product more for the audience. Does that make sense? Like generalized? Yeah, I would say I would say that is like the gen generalization up until probably this point in mm. history, right? Yeah. But I think there 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 is this sort of start of a shift now where we're seeing a lot of people documenting process and process being something that's more talked about. Mm -hmm. But I also think the next step is to go, okay, well, where is actually the value in process, right? How do we make process an integral part of the work we're putting out there Mm -hmm. and build financial models that support that? Because Mm. also if if one of the biggest issues in the arts industries, especially for emerging artists is is you're trying to make a living doing this kind of work, right? But all the money is is in the product right and you're applying for grants and funding and sponsorship based off of an end product but there's no way to measure the value of what a process is like the integral value that the entire creative team got out of Mm. putting on pathos you know and and the businesses that we worked with you know our collaborators our partners like that's immeasurable right and there's no financial amount that you can put on that and it's like we have to try and find a system where there is adequate compensation for the the models of creativity because that's how you that's how you enable new work that's how you push boundaries that's how you develop new hybrid mediums is by exploring process you know deconstructing that and shifting a focus away from from an end product and going no let's let the audience in like let's mm. let everyone be a part of every stage of it mm. i also jumping off what you said about audience versus artist Mm -hmm. um for me i would argue it's the difference between a stationary audience and an engaged audience you know an engaged audience whether they're trying to replicate or do something in a similar area they might not they might not want to know about the process due to that but they might just be engaged enough with you as an artist or a company or whatever to want to know how you got there a really current example of that would be bo burnham inside you know like the process was weaved into the storyline of the product Mm -hmm. so the process was the product and that's what a lot of his 
um, audience were engaged enough to really understand. And that's how it really resonated with people who have been following him before and seeing a beautifully edited stand-up comedy routine that was on a stage and separated you know but i know like for zed and i as well like we've been watching him for a long time and that that breakdown of barrier between product and process was probably what pushed us to admire him Mm. to a different extent and want to follow his artistic journey to a different extent than just oh, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll watch this comedy routine Continue. in the background yeah. of a dinner party or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a bit late to the Bo Burnham party. <laughs> but we're, we're slowly inviting you. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're giving you a little gift yeah. each time. <laughs> Great. This year, like, yeah. I don't know what's happened. He's just come up everywhere. Because of this, yeah, I yeah. honestly really feel like Inside yeah. was a game changer. Okay. You know, and when even... This law yeah, 2020, I think. No, 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 this year. It was this was year. Was it 20? Yeah, there you go. 2021. Is the year we're in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that the is year we're in? 2020 and 2021. Does anyone, does anyone know what's happening anymore? Does anyone else feel the same? Zane. Zane. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm, I can manage. Well, there's a video by, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, Jack Conti, uh, the founder of Patreon. Yeah. I was watching some videos and he was saying, um, you want to work to publish. Obviously, very biased opinion because he's (laughs) produced a platform where he benefits off of creators being part of his platform. But he was saying, you you can't choose what you're famous for and it's enforcing an idea of, funnels a concept yep. of funnels like from top down um and if you have all this input lots and lots of input there will be some output at the end um and he was talking about adjusting your packaging for you know patreon for example but what you can offer and i think that yeah incorporating your process definitely helps in an online world now mm-hmm. with a lot of online art and being able to distribute your art in a different form completely yeah. and be exposed to new mediums and new ways of doing things or yeah yeah well, it was really interesting well i mean online education is like one of the fastest growing industries in the world right now right i think it's like multi-billion dollar industry at the moment mm-hmm. and you know the way that content is consumed is just you know even in our own lifetimes is so different you know like there's endless content out there mm-hmm. you know and there's so many there's so many sort of things operating at the same time there's so many different ways to connect with people and i think the question does come down to it's like well okay so how do you define product right mm-hmm. and i think this is like fundamentally one of the issues with say like a medium like theater is it's just so much time and energy has to go in and resources have to go into getting from like an idea and turning that into a final product right mm. that is also good right <laughs> um, fly in so we, we have a fly in the podcast you probably hear it in. buzzing along <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah but I, but i think i think then you look at the kind of content that can be produced online is that you know tiktok you can you can have videos that are like seven seconds six seconds you know like a minute long and that's yeah. that's now content and that's a final product yeah and so it's also this idea of all right so what you know there can be different scales of the products that you're putting out there mm. Mm. are there any mediums that 
either of you excited to explore in terms of artistic mediums or like ways of expression at the moment? I'd be interested to look into animation a mm-hmm. little bit more. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having a moving mm. art piece as well, but also yeah. just inter- the interaction between 2D and 3D, like out the world that we're interpreting. I like the idea of layering those two mediums. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe like a little bit more paint, stuff like that, mm-hmm. messier paint, poor paint. Mm-hmm. I've got a um, project that I've yet to finish that needs to be finished soon. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to share that? Is it like gonna be Oh well the actual work's meant to be for my grandma asked me to do something for a new apartment. Oh that's so lovely. So I've been uh, but I've been meaning to do it for ages and because the piece that's actually gonna go up needs to be quite big, it's been mm. hard um mm. with moving houses yep. and stuff and finding the right space to actually paint the thing in. But I've got all the paints and I'm just uh figuring out what the different mixes need to be mm. for for um precise fluidity. Cool. As in like color mixing? No, really, no, no, for like actual medium mixing with, oh. um, yeah. So sometimes you can just mix acrylic with parts of water or you can actually yeah, right. get like flow um, substances that help. And like silicone apparently helps create the cells and stuff that you see in poor art. So mm. that's like the next cool. thing that I want to work on. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. that you've been writing a lot of, short films lately said yeah i have so i i've been really trying to get back into writing because i feel like i've taken a bit of time off and i really want to try and like push myself to write more mm-hmm. and so i've been really interested in the collision of, of film and absurdism um mm-hmm. and sort of surrealism and particularly sort of like drawing from a lot of like the absurd or theater of the absurd and looking at how can we translate sort of these absurd surreal circumstances and apply them to a medium like film which is so oftentimes it's like about capturing or reflecting in some way a, a reality like mm-hmm. a like a confined reality mm-hmm. um so that's a that sort of intersection of those mediums that's really interesting to me right now um but i'm also the other thing that i'm really really ex- excited about and passionate about and really want to get involved with is just technology like where technology is going and how technology is changing the way that art's created i think there's a lot of potential out there um, around digital art, around the intersections of digital and, f- and physical spaces and how they interact with one another. Um, and like a- AI, AR, mm. um, VR, those kind of worlds and how they yeah. fit into sort of like immersive experiences as well. So is it o- automated intelligence, augmented reality and virtual reality? So artificial intelligence. Artificial yep. oh, what did I say? Automated. automated yeah 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 that's yeah. that's actually yeah that's what we're actually working on that's one of the uh that's um yeah augmented reality and then um virtual reality yeah um but but i but i i think that is something that is so interesting as we move forward is that as technology evolves and, and it's it's evolving exponentially um that it changes the way that art can be created. It allows for new art forms. It allows for new ways to connect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really exciting. So I think just being on top of that, even if I'm not mm-hmm. practicing that, is just sort of keeping up to date with that information. Mm-hmm. But what about you, bro? Yeah. I, okay. This is something I've been intrigued by a lot, but I, I really like the sort of combination of spoken word and music. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I've done one track a long time ago that was that, but I haven't tried it since 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like those two forms, like, it's it's really like my relaxation creativity time mm. where I'm not working to publish, but I'm working to for pleasure and for myself. Um, yeah, so I've got, like, lots in the works. Mm. But I think, yeah, I, I think I just got to show up a bit more for myself and, and do more writing, which yeah. will then inform the, the rest of the process. So... Mm. I have two points here. Yeah. One of them is can we can we organize like a jam session? Yeah, like let's like jam. where where it's like where we're all working on our own stuff. Mm. Like but we're like holding that space. It's like okay, sure. this afternoon it's like we're doing our creative projects but we're in the same space to hold accountability. I think we should also just musically jam. And and sometimes. we should musically yeah. jam one hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. I love a good jam. I'll bring my youth over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had some good jams. Oh, we've had some great studio. jams. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am a professional bass player. And I forgot about that. And drummer. And drummer. And I'm an improvised uh, vocalist. Because <laughs> you've got things. Because I've got things. I do. I do. I think we'll have to release the songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, we've got some bangers. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the other thing I was going to say is um, around this idea of publishing, right? And so where it's like not working to publish, but then it's like, well, why not publish? Like sometimes like, I have so many, so yeah. many projects and you, you guys have both shown me projects that you have, mm. but it's like, well, why aren't we putting that out into the world? Like, yeah. what is it? Because, because I feel like there, it goes into this idea of like, oh, it needs to be this finished, beautifully polished product. Yes. It's like, dude, I have a whole poetry book written yeah. and formatted, but I'm like, nah, I don't want to put it out because I'm like, ah, like, you know, like that's the hard thing, but it's like, but it's there, yeah. and, you know? And it's like, well, yes. why not create a space where you can just, where stuff is put out and it's not like, oh, good or bad, but it's like, hey, I'm creating and I'm putting this out and maybe you resonate with a bit, maybe you hate it, maybe, you know, but it's like, but let's create a space where it's like, no, like, let's just support each other for the act of creating. Like, the act of creating is what's yep. important, not necessarily what this project is and it's in, in its finished, which is never, ever going to be finished. That's, I've, state. that's it. I've actually been thinking about a proposal for a project literally around this space. It's just, mm. like, um, a couple months worth of, like, a video project that spans a couple months and, like, all of us have to complete um, something in a creative list that we've maybe put down for too long or something. Mm. And, and we just, we make a list and we've got to get through to nice. the end of the list by the, no one steal this idea. You know what I think? <laughs> Copyright <laughs> crash site 2021. You know what I think we could combine this with is the like idea of like a short film in an Airbnb or something, yeah. you know, like, what if we like yeah booked like a weekend or just a camping you know yeah, yeah, it yeah. have to be for our tenth yeah. episode yeah. we yeah. will complete right. one hundred right. tasks. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the weakest tasks. link shall be removed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It turns into an episode of Survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We vote out. We vote out. We all get one vote. <laughs> the new Survivor. <laughs> the crash site. It's an island where a plane's crash and it's yeah, you have yeah, to survive. Yeah. See, why, this why is why I love yeah. our company name is it just works across so, <laughs> so many, funny. like, almost yeah. useless ideas. Yeah. Actually, I, not, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> I was going to talk about a script that I wrote in grade 12, but another day. Let's produce um, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another thing I was thinking is, is how interesting is when you can, like, intersect different mediums. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what comes out of that is always quite a lot of mm -hmm. fun. Even just the trial and error of that as mm. well. Well, we had that idea when we were we were chatting a while ago when I was doing some painting outside, mm -hmm. and then you were making beats, and we were like, oh. wouldn't it be interesting to do an exhibition where 
I do a bunch of paintings and I give them to you and you create music based off the paintings. And then you give me a bunch of, of music and then I create paintings based off the music. And yeah. it's about this like idea of how we're translating across mediums. Yes. We almost did this for The Happening. That's I right, had an yeah. Artist, oh. I had Raman Ash as an artist and I want to say Charlotte Marine. And I'm really sorry if I've misremembered your last name, Charlotte, because mm-hmm. I know two Charlottes at the moment who I work with creatively. Um, but yeah, so Raman was going to do a video piece and the idea was to get Charlotte to come in and play music live Mm. based off of whatever video piece Raman had created. Mm. And maybe we were either going to maybe give them a test run to do something quick or just live Mm. figure it out as you go along. But yeah, I just, I love the idea of that. Yeah. Stimulus and response is a really interesting thing. And to be able to be a part of that experience capturing live is, is so much fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like musically improvised music live is some of my most favorite times. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's got me thinking it's like, well, yeah, wouldn't like in the way that like you say one word and it's like word association, right? But it becomes creative association, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like as mediums change, the way that things are communicated change. Mm. Um, It'd be so interesting to see, like, does it come back around? Or like Mm. how many, you know, how far could you make that? Like, could we get, could we get like a thousand people to be responding one after the other, right? And then see where it ends up at the end. But you only see the image that was made before. Like Chinese whispers. Yeah. 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 What was that? (laughs) It's called agreeance. Agreeance? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's agreeance. Agreeance? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start the word train now. Wait, it's not a word, it's an art form. I got so I got so drawn to like We've we've been derailed. (laughs) I'm so confused. Train has train art. Uh, but bringing us back on the tracks. Uh, <laughs> where the train tracks go? Where the train tracks lead. Lead. Ooh. Lead. Yeah, yeah. Is our 10th yeah. episode project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is a play that, that has been written and rewritten so many times that we've been talking about producing. Mm. Uh, but I think we'll need a bit longer than our 10th episode. Yeah. Um, but I know one of the things that we we're also talking about around this is where we draw inspiration. I think yeah. that's a big part of that. It's like, not only can you be inspired by... You can be inspired by ideas, by experiences, by so many different things. But where where do you two draw inspiration from? Whether that is people or places or experience or sensations. Mm-hmm. Musically, I draw inspiration from albums, um, and I I'm one I'm a person to listen to a whole album. I can't just listen to one song. It's like as soon as I start the like one song from the album, I have to just finish it off. Um, yeah. And I've, I've always been someone who, who listens to a lot of different genres of music as well. So, you know, ranging from classical jazz to extremely heavy metal uh, and everything in between. So, yeah, I find listening to music and then wanting to play along to it and like learning you know, on my instrument, obviously, different techniques or licks or motifs. Yeah. That's where I, I get a lot of my inspiration from. Uh, not so much people or... Mm. I guess it, it yes, in, in other circumstances though. But I feel like for my medium of music, I draw inspiration from people's creations of music. Um, I don't know. Because I'm across a few different mediums, it's all... It's, it's a bit disparate. It's hard mm. to let understand... Mm. 
I think a major influence for me is people. Mm. Um, people in my life, people's stories. I think some of the best stuff that I've ever produced or the clearest ideas have come from when I've had a really pure connection with someone and understood their story. And something I've always understood how to do well is translate someone's story for an audience, whether that's a business or an individual or a culture or something. It, I find it really easy to learn and listen and understand where that person or thing is coming from and what they're trying to say and then help translate that for a wider audience. So, yeah, I would say people. Mm. Mm. I would also endorse that of you. Yeah, oh, thank you. That. I <laughs> what you've done, so that's really awesome. Yeah, I feel like riffing off that too is I feel like I was kind of thinking about it is I, I sort of have two core areas of influence. I love, I love to expose myself to lots of different types of art. Um, but I think like where I draw a lot of inspiration is people or collectives or creative movements that have pushed boundaries or challenged a norm and looked at doing something different. So a lot of sort of like rebellious um, artists like um, Arto, um, from from sort of the theatre movement um, and this idea of, you know, he was bringing out this idea of theatre of cruelty and challenging the idea of what theatre is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of sort of theatre makers, like people like Robert Wilson, who sort of came out and was like, I have this wild idea for the show and, and I'm going to raise $2 million to put on at the Lincoln Centre over a weekend and I'm going to charge some tickets going to be $2, some are going to be 2000 and those seats will be right next to each other. Like yeah. things like that just really excite me and energise me, you know, or, you know, like putting a urinal um, in, in a, in a um, art gallery, you know, yeah. Duchamp, you know, and, and so lots of different art forms and the way that people have rebelled and, and, and challenge norms, you know, happenings. Yeah, exactly. Uncle um, Proud, like so many, I, I think it's those, those ideas of rebellion really excites and energizes me. And I think that's something of, that I really challenge myself with a lot of the work that I create and a lot of the projects that I like to work on are projects where it's like, well, we're doing something different. We're trying to do something new. We're trying to discover or uncover something. Mm. Um, but then I think where I draw inspiration for sort of my own projects, I, I'd say that's more like motivation or like excitement and, and inspiration. But in terms of when I, where I go to like start a project, it's sensations. I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a feeler. Like I really, um, and I like to curate moments. So music's really important in that of like, mm. I love to let walk and put headphones in and, and just, and find music that fits that experience. Um, or your, your mindset at a time. Exactly. You know, and try, and I try and perfect that moment. Like I try and craft the moment. I plan it out, you know? Yeah. And I think like, you know, I think that's why I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it. I, I really enjoy smoking marijuana. Um, <laughs> you apologize and, yeah, yeah. now. I, I, I absolutely refuse to because I think, I think, you know, I, I think for me as an individual, I have a really healthy relationship with it and it's something that really stimulates me creatively, um, but also allows me to relax. Um, but I, it's one of, you know, some of my fondest memories of like being very deliberate and, and having a very clear intention with my, my use of, of a substance like marijuana um, in the sense of like, 
you know, going to a beautiful sunset and rolling a joint and smoking it with friends and, and talking, but then also like putting music on that fits that moment and curating it and then going home and laying in my bed and, and thinking, you know, and just, and just imagining and, and, and putting myself in that space and, and feeling sensations. And then I think naturally what I do is I try and articulate things and like, that's my favorite activity. I was talking to my, yeah. my one of my best mates, um, Andrew, um, shout out to Andrew. Shout, shout out, out to Andrew. To Andrew. Um, it feels weird saying his name because we just call each other bro. Like, like when, we're all, whenever he says Zed or I say Andrew, we're like, that's weird. Um, Let's stop. That. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was saying that we were talking the other night. Um, we were both really, really high and we were putting on a show for each other over FaceTime um, because he's in Melbourne. Um, but. He was like, you know, like, that's the one thing that you, you love to do is articulate things. And I was like, that's so interesting because that's exactly it. Mm. It's like to put myself in this sensation where I'm open to feeling and then go, this is the sensation I'm having. This is it. You know, like, this is what it is. And I try and put it into words. <laughs> and yeah. do you think you're trying to articulate it for you or for an audience? So interesting is I feel like first it's me grappling with it yeah. and then it's me then trying to figure out, well, how do I communicate that in a way? Yeah. Like, how do I communicate the sensation of like yes. feeling a memory and, and the nostalgia of looking back on a memory, but also dreaming of the future, but also being here presently with you guys on this podcast. Like, and I'm like, how do I articulate that? <laughs> oh, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like I'm transcending multiple, multiple timelines multiple simultaneously. Articulating the inarticulable, you know, which is something that got brought up so much and what we were doing with pathos yeah, you know yeah. is and because that show in so many ways was a part of me it's like yeah. that's exactly what i'm trying to do is like how do we articulate these inarticulable sensations and experiences you know those mm -hmm. moments where you you feel like all encompassed yeah. you know or you feel so low you know and you're like what is this yeah like i feel what i feel low and and heavy you know and it's like whoa yeah. but it's like whoa how how was my brain able to like allow me to experience both of those experiences you know at different times in my life or even simultaneously it's yeah and do you think you look for i feel like i'm just interviewing you <laughs> now but, <laughs> but do you think you look for other people's articulations in their work and then you bounce off of that. And then once you've articulated something for an audience or even for yourself, are you really interested in how people respond to that? 100% because I think it's always reciprocal. It's like, that's the core of like relationship and connection, yeah. right? And it's getting feedback. It's like the point of articulating it is so that you get some feedback and you go, wait, yeah, I relate to that. You yeah, want to yeah, create yeah, something yeah. that is relatable where you go, I want to capture something that no one's tried to capture or someone mm -hmm. and, and hearing it like from other people. It's like when you say, Oh, do you guys ever have that sen this, this sensation here? And someone goes, yeah, but I always think about it like this. And you go, Whoa, yeah. you just put a word to a sensation I've had, or you capture that in an artwork, you know, I've just reminded of a conversation we had with our dear friend, Julian. Yes. Right? Oh, Julian. Shout, how, out to Julian. shout out Julian. In, in, <laughs> the German language there are, are words for certain moments or sensations that are so specific mm. and I, he taught us a few I can't remember yeah Seinsucht Seinsucht yeah Seinsucht right and it's I think that's really interesting but are you guys going to translate yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> really quickly so Seinsucht there's a lots of simplified uh, I guess definitions come up as like longing or desire mm -hmm. but the way that he explained and I think this is what we resonated with is this idea of never being content in the current moment because you're always desiring something more right wow. something else and I was like I, immediately I went that's my life that's one word that just articulates yeah. my life but it, it's it, isn't that like what a beautiful thing of like understanding how language changes exactly. the way you interact and can articulate yes. mm. I was going to riff off of the uh, concept of language as well and then 
going like from my background in music mm. is like my musical language and way of yeah. communication and something that's so fulfilling is playing to a live audience and seeing or feeling those reactions and the responses which then informs you know you and it's just yeah it's really it's really interesting to be able to work on something and and have it so personal but then as soon as it it resonates with an audience it just completely like paradigm shift like strips away everything you thought you knew about it and it's just this new light shining on it you know yeah and jumping off of that while we're talking about action and reaction do you think that reaction from audiences changes how you want to produce your art or do you want sometimes when you put something out there do you immediately want to take it home and be like oh i've got to rework that because that wasn't quite what they wanted or do you guys prefer to hold firm i i don't care until there is something that's that's going on and i'm interested by it you know what i mean in a weird way like i will just do what i want to do but then when there's there's someone who's who's really resonating with it and it is giving back is when it starts to inform me. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I I feel like it's a really tough one. Mm. I feel like I feel like naturally and, and growing up in theatre too, it's like and, and as an actor as well, it's like you're constantly like like almost like vibing off the energy of an audience or, or in how they respond and you're kind of playing to them or you're playing to other character like actors in a scene. Mm-hmm. Um but I think what I'm what I've really realized is that one of the things that really holds me back is trying to create work for an audience or for a title, you know, a specific person or, or letting feedback get to me, like both positive and negative. And I feel like mm. a healthier way for me to create is to create off of impulse and instinct and through a creative process that is enriching for me as an individual and for the people that I'm around and whatever the audience takes from it is what they take from it. Mm-hmm. And that is, it, it's that separation of what is in my control and what isn't, you know, that very stoic philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think for me personally, that is a much healthier way for me to approach my art is what am I in control of? I'm in control of the space and the foundations that I build, the people I surround myself with, where I draw my inspiration and how I create work and then publish it. Mm-hmm. What am I not in control of? How people respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think like it's that, I think that is a much healthier thing because otherwise I would get completely addicted to what people think of me and I would validate my own self-worth off of other people's opinions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still do, but <laughs> we're working on it. You know? Yep, yep. It's, too, it's like a, it's a trap. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's easy, you know. Mm. It's easy to be influenced for sure by that. Mm. We're social creatures. Oh, and it's also, I think we've talked about this before in conversations. It's, it's also passing the blame yeah you know onto someone else and being like well i'm validated off of someone else if they don't validate me i don't have to work hard to validate myself. exactly yeah you know beautifully articulated <laughs> mind <laughs> that's after yeah. years of therapy yeah. <laughs> um did anyone have any other thoughts or questions before i wrap things up i think for the week no, I think I'm, I'm honestly quite ready to just sit in what we've talked yeah, about. I'm yeah, quite, yeah. I really enjoyed I feel like yeah. I've gotten to know a bit more about sometimes with mm-hmm. these podcasts, mm-hmm. we're going over conversations we've already had, but I feel like we yeah. hit a conversation we haven't really had there. So that was, yeah, yeah I'm pretty happy to sit. Yeah, yeah. cool. I'm happy to sit too. Yeah, it's a lovely Yeah, well, afternoon. clearly you are sitting. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Just to summarize, I think it's really interesting. Like this podcast is is quite literally an example of process. It's something that we chose to do for ourselves and we are using it as a reflection and an education tool and we're getting a lot out of it. We're making the conversations accessible and we hope that at least, you know, one person can 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 learn something from these conversations you know what from every podcast that's my that's my internal intrinsic goal is that one person resonates with something or connects to something yeah so if you do please like reach out to us on our social medias yeah leave comments give us a message yeah or or share it with someone that you think might also get something out Mm. of this podcast because I think these are conversations that we like to have with one another and, and it's great to be able to share them with you, but we'd also love to get to a point where, you know, one of the things we're working on is trying to build a creative community mm-hmm. and, and, and be able to have these conversations with more people. And mm-hmm. so we'd love to have you a part of it. Mm-hmm. And we're also always open to having different forms of these conversations. So this is a very long form version, yeah. a whole entire podcast, 40 minutes, you know, but if you think that there's really good bits within the small pieces, Totally reach out and say something and maybe we'll rework it so that there's shorter versions of these conversations as well. Yeah. 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 We're still working on what this the actual product looks like. And we're, I've been thinking about, you know, audience questions. If people do have things that they want us to talk about, I was thinking about maybe doing a forum or some sort of thing like that. And also maybe having people on, guests on, mm-hmm. just to keep it interesting and, you know, keep it maybe... Light get you know new perspectives on things we've already discussed yeah yeah but thank you again you've been listening this is episode five of the crash creative podcast and the it's the podcast no one's asked for but you're getting it yeah straight to your ears you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) roll again (laughs) bang bang Oh, the quote. (laughs) Wait, we've got a quote. Stop the show. Come back. Stop stop that man. Put Um, your cup of tea down. (laughs) Do not turn this off. We've got a quote coming straight from the mouth of Zane. Immersion is the way to master things. Schedule it in. Lock it in. Integrate it into your daily practice. Who's that by? Me. No, it's... um. Uh, I got really excited. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh!" I mean, I put my own take on it, but it's, ooh, I think it was Jordan Shanks, to oh, yeah. be honest, but yeah. riffing off of Anthony Robbins and yeah, and other self help and. We've got a riffer of a quote. <laughs> it's a bit of this, a bit of that, and that's how we round this podcast out. The shark fin is over the horizon. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cut. <laughs>